set up a booth at the craft fair the other day. Episode 24, second best in show. Obnoxious 3D printing noises. Mm, obnoxious <laughs> noises. We are deep in the Babble Tree Productions factory. Yeah, it's quickly turning from what was once the office and then was once the podcast studio is now morphing again into a facility for the manufacture of 3D printed items. Yes, it does not lend itself to the ideal podcast studio, but we has to do what we has to do. Yes, so we apologize to the people. We, uh, we once again will be accompanied by the sound of 3D printers, except this time, instead of a mere one printer going in the background, I think you'll find that there are four running in the background right now. Indeed, plus a heater, but it's cold outside, so we're going to do what we has to do. Speaking of it's cold outside, holy weather! Yep, uh, this morning I went outside, could see the grass, it was nice and sunny outside, I went in, you know, for about two hours, opened the door, and there was about a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah, it was like, uh, we'd been teleported from maybe North Carolina in the, mid in the middle of winter, directly to Antarctica. Yep, I saw a penguin go by, it was pretty <laughs> interesting. I watched a penguin eat a polar bear. <laughs> wow. It was pretty cool, it pecked it to death, and then, yeah, it was interesting. Gnarly. <laughs> That was a big left turn there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Here we see a penguin in its natural habitat, eating a much larger bear. I just see it swan diving, but it's a penguin, so a penguin diving into the face of a polar bear, <laughs> just pecking its eyes out. Yeah, I could see that. Penguins. With like a scraw? Penguins don't Scree? Scraw. Scraw! <laughs> Scree! Yeah, definitely One of a scraw. Things. It's a scraw. It's a, that, yeah, because they oh. look like they got that deep throaty kind of thing. Not, like, no, but, like oh come on, you got to do like literally penguin from Batman, like old school mm, Danny yeah. DeVito. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's so, been a while. That's yeah. such a great movie. Yeah, so he just he you see a penguin fly through the air. Just, ah, see, <laughs> a little bit of mobster in there, but I like it. Well, it he makes was sense. a mobster. I know, but I'm just we're so going back to the actual penguin. <laughs> Yeah, scrap. <laughs> no, no. Well, this has gone poorly. Yeah, I know. I think it's pretty going, going pretty great. So, on the subject of Danny DeVito, can we talk about Danny DeVito for a second? Sure, we can. Why wouldn't we talk about Danny DeVito? Give me one good reason not to talk about Danny DeVito. I didn't I can't, think so. I can't think I of one. I didn't think so. So, we were watching or listening to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia while we were building a lot of the benches for the manufacturing facility. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but uh, Danny DeVito was on, and it's just something where he lights up the room, <laughs> but in yeah. not like a cozy, warm-hearted kind of way, more of a things-are-about-to-go-down kind of way. <laughs> he ignites the room. <laughs> I have to say that, you know, if you look at Danny DeVito, he's had a signature look for the entire time. Ever. During his acting career. And how do you think that went when he's like, I'm going to be an actor? I don't know. <laughs> Someone obviously must have been like, man, this little short bald guy over here. 
He's got some moxie here. <laughs> he's got what we need. He's got it. He's got the acting chops that we're looking for. And then, I mean, he's definitely been pigeonholed into a stereotype. But, man, does he <laughs> nail that stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. That beautiful balding bastard. All right. So now that we're done talking about Danny DeVito. Wow. You just, you're going to just ditch Danny DeVito that quickly? It was pretty easy to do. What's your favorite Danny DeVito movie that you remember? Mm, I don't know. I could be hard for me to say. What's I remember favorite? him pretty good in Matilda. You remember that yeah, movie? Yeah, definitely. Used car salesman, total yep. douche. Yep, yep. That yep. was probably the first and most I've seen of Danny DeVito ever. Yeah, I'd say so. But, other than Always Sunny. Obviously. Yeah, Always Sunny. He just knocks it out of the park every time. Um. All right, so now that we're done with Danny DeVito. Yes. Uh, let's talk about workbenches. Yes. So we were up until the wee hours of the morn. Yes, the we were day, until the other, day. the other day, which is something we'll talk about in a second. Oh my God, we got to <laughs> stop talking about all the stuff we're going to talk about and just talk about it. So the workbenches, we were up until about, well, I was up until 1 a.m. when I left your house, but you were up a little bit later. 2.30 I went to bed. But we purchased three workbenches to serve as 3D printer stations for our manufacturing facility. We sure did. They're made by Olympia Tool. Yes, and uh, we began the search by thinking we would get some kind of rack that could hold six of them because we have six of the same kind of printer. We have more than six printers, but we really have the workhorse printer, which we don't need to go into too much detail, but it's called the Ender 3 Pro. Pro. And that's our workhorse printer. So we have six of those. And we were like, oh, let's get a rack where we can put all six on them. It'll be nice, compact, and work together. Some people think you need an expensive printer to be your workhorse printer, but those people are fools. Fools. I mean, a lot of print farms will go with like a Lulzbot, and they're like, they're like three grand. Yikes. And they'll have like ten of those. Ouch. Which means they're putting like twenty to $30,000 into their workhorse printers. We put like three, less than three. Yes. Um, so anyway, we started with racks and then we kind of moved on to tables. Then we thought maybe like a shelf we mount on the wall. And then I'm like, what about a workbench? And then my light bulb went off. I'm like, what about those workbenches at Harbor Freight that are stupid cheap with the light, with the light bar on top and the shelf. And Corey's like, oh, that could be good. So I Google it. And then I'm like, oh, Home Depot has one that looks a little nicer than the one at Harbor Freight made by Olympia Tools. Olympia Tools. So we went in there and we looked at it and we're like, okay, so it's got a light up on top and it's got enough room underneath for for our filament storage. Pegboard on the back. Pegboard on the back for tools and whatnot and maybe even filament um, roll mount things. And we're like, mate, this could work. And we looked at them, they're 48 inches. We're like... Wide. That yes, forty inches wide. We're like that'll fit two printers at least each. Yeah, maybe even three if we do it right. Yeah, and then they're what twenty four inches deep, so they're plenty deep. They're plenty deep. They're plenty deep. And uh, we're like, man, that's pretty good. And they were only like one hundred and twenty dollars a piece. And we're like, hmm, okay, that's pretty legit. Let's order from Home Depot. And then I'm like, everybody left. I say everybody. I mean you and and Ziggy left. And I'm like, hmm. Let me check Amazon. <laughs> yes. So I check Amazon and Amazon's like, hey, buddy, you know that thing you were looking at Home Depot for $119.99? Yeah, I got it for $113 and it's prime. So you'll see it in two days, buddy. And it's free shipping. And it's free. And I'm like, 
You have you had me at hello Amazon. You had me at free. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ordered some on Amazon. They got here extremely quickly, like uh, uh, like way earlier than I anticipated. Yes, which gave me the ability, us the ability to just crank them out. So they yeah. got here, and it was what we on Friday night. Yes. Yeah, Friday night we stayed up and we cranked out all three of them, which was an endeavor. It took about two to three hours per bench times three. <laughs> yeah. And it got pretty squirrely at the end because yeah. we were pretty tired. <laughs> and the best part, the best part, they send exactly the yes. amount of hardware you need. Not an extra nut, bolt, or even washer. To be found anywhere. <laughs> so don't lose anything and don't use the wrong bolt. Yeah, because then you're just basically done. Yep. But I will say, despite some defects here and there, having to bend one of the pieces back, um, there were definitely uh, quality issues on every single piece. Well... Which could be manufacturing or most more likely handling. Yes. Regardless, uh, everybody online, you know, there were quite a few bad reviews for this. Yeah. And were... some of the stuff was true, like just a million parts not labeled very clearly as far as the, you know, when you're supposed to use something. The fit of the drawers could be better. There's a big, yeah. big old honking gap. Yeah, but... All in all, it was pretty good. However, there is one review we'd like to shed a little little <laughs> bit of light on and yeah. throw a little bit of shade. So if you go on Amazon and you look at the Olympia Tools workbench, I yes. would say that would get you there. It's $113 as of right now. Yep. Uh, you go on there, take a look at the video reviews, yes. and look at Num Nuts number one. <laughs> he or she... I didn't listen to it with audio. No, me neither. Goes, I'm a little bit embarrassed to share this, that it's so bad, but look at how much it shakes. And they put their hand on the corner and it moves about a couple inches forward, back, left and right. Yeah, it was definitely moving inches. Yeah, It was wiggling inches. So it was definitely moving. So we were a little bit concerned about that. Yep. But what I did is I read the instructions and it says hand tighten because it doesn't come with any tools. Yeah. Which is rare for something like this. Didn't come with any cheap wrench that's like laser cut metal, anything like that. But I'm like, okay. So that actually was probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So we busted out my good tools. Yes, the impact and the socket that's yeah. adjustable. Definitely, if you're going to put one of these together, get you an impact. Yeah. So then, needless to say, when we had only built the frame, and we both, being furniture engineers, knew that there was no going back from this, and it would be easier now to tighten everything than when we had everything on... We decided to impact all the bolts. Yes. So we put a wrench on one on the nut, put the impact on the other side, gave it a couple good slaps, you know, like rigga digga digga. Like brap brap brap. Yep. Just a quick little snap on the impact. And uh, we went to wiggle it. And it was solid as solid could be. <laughs> it didn't even, I mean, sitting here with them next to me, I can't wiggle them even if I try. Yes. So then when you put the top and the bottom on, you're set. Yeah, super sad. So it's uh, needless to say, I can't comment on the review because I didn't purchase it. But we need to leave a comment on there that says, hey, how about you get your stuff together? We'll write it after the podcast, my friends, because yes. I did purchase it. <laughs> yes. And it, it's just something like I really feel bad for anyone that decided not, not to yeah, get this absolutely. because of that review. And it had like 120 people that said they found this helpful. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's 
probably 120 people that said, wow, thanks. I don't want to get this because it's going to be super, super shaky. Garbage. And but it is not. It's not garbage and at all. And again, we don't know if the defects come from shipping, but they're things we can live with. Yeah, I mean, it's a workbench. Yeah, and that's the other thing. And granted, uh, it's not a metal top and all this stuff, or it's not a wood top. Well, we didn't pay top. for a metal top yeah. or a wood top. We paid for a cheap top. It was it's $113. Yeah, it's 100 and some change. You're not getting the coup de gras of uh, workbenches I here. mean, a halfway decent shelving unit costs, costs more than what we paid for these workbenches. Yeah, so needless to say, once we got the first workbench done and it had been... Probably easily three hours. Yeah. We had a little bit of a system set up, you know, we kind of knew how to progress through it and it got easier, but there's only so much time you could reduce on building these things. So it did take into the wee hours of the morning. I did. And uh, we didn't mess up a single part until the last workbench where we put like, I think I did. It was my bad. I I assembled the drawer backwards, left and right. Yeah, but remember, first I built the same end as you did, so we had two right ends for a we while. We did, we did do that. Which we, as for a while, it was like about 30 seconds when I finished it, set it down, and go, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, because I was sitting on the left-hand side, and I built the left end, and you were sitting on the right-hand side and built the left end. <laughs> yes. So, you know, that was about it. It, it. it does require you to pay attention. It was a, It was an interesting task. But it wasn't too bad. I would say, uh, to give our own modest review, if you're doing something fairly simple, uh, small work, perfect for it. I would even use tools on it. I would too. You it's know, solid, there's, man. There's nothing here. You might eventually want to replace the top, but there's honestly these no big deal. the this reinforced laminate black stuff is actually pretty tough. Yeah. If you're like it's not good if you hit it on the corner, but it's got this corner protection. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like this actually is probably like pretty surface. He resistant. just hit it with this metal scraper, and you didn't see much of nothing. It didn't make a dent. So yeah, I think uh, you know a lot of people look uh, at tools and they think wood is the best option, but that's gonna wear out faster than this is. I w- think wood would have just took a big old chunk. Yeah, if I had done that, even to wood. if you had it sealed, coated, whatever. You know, you would have seen marks in it, and that's you know I think that's part of the charm of a wooden workbench is. You know, every so often it has to be sanded and squared away and leveled again, but not something we're looking for or need. Nope. We want something solid to set some 3D printers on. So if you have any kind of crafts or hobbies on a relatively small scale. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Absolutely. 9 out of 10 because of the assembly. (laughs) Yeah, the assembly and the instructions aren't that good. It was easy enough for us because it's something we could figure out. Even without instructions, we probably would have figured it out. Yeah. But... Yeah, no. Yes. For the average consumer, it's probably a little much. Yep. Uh, definitely could use a little bit more detailed instruction. Wow. I just realized that I low-key called us above average consumers, and boy, did I not mean that in any way. That's uh, that's definitely not humble bragging right there. <laughs> that's definitely just outright bragging. Yeah, you'll have that. We still got to build three 3D printers, though, so there's that. Yeah, so the other thing, now, uh, I think that's, yeah, we got to, we're building three printers. Well, I'm going to build one, and then you're going to build the other two. So I got to get a little, little yeah, I get a little bit off the hook here. You mean? But wait, 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 wait. Let, pause for a second. What you mean is I'm building four, and you're building one. I don't see the problem. <laughs> so, and then you're going to take all the credit. We're going to go show yeah. some stuff. You're gonna be like, I built these printers, and they're awesome. Yeah, they're great. So, 
Speaking of 3D printers and shows, on our last podcast, we talked about the Sequoia Crafts, Fine Arts and Crafts show. Oh, yes, we did, didn't we? And we had put some good vibes out into the universe. And the universe listened. (laughs) And smacked us right in the face with a lot of good karma and a lot of good fortune. Yeah, we, um... This is hilarious. I still, to this to this minute, I can't believe that it happened. But, how do I put this? Our booth that we take to craft shows is mediocre at best. It's very simple. The design is simple. It has what it needs. But not much thought of aesthetic is put into it. Because it was built by me. Yeah. And I am not an aesthetic type of guy. My idea of making it aesthetically pleasing was putting black on everything. Yes. So I have black tablecloths with a black backdrop. With a black banner. With a black banner. With black signs. With black signs. And this obnoxious white hexagon shaped display that's dirty with black hey, dude, dirt. That's like my pride and joy right there. I yeah. love that thing. Yeah. That was my own design that I designed. It, I cut it all shows the wood. It. It shows I'm it. 3D printed brackets for it to make it hexagonal. Yep. It's exactly four feet long. Yep, it shows it. Wow. Yes, but continue on the story of It just needs to be booth. clean, mate. Yeah, well, how about you did it gets to getting on that? It just needs to be clean. He's hating on it because it's got a little dirt on it. Ouch. You know what? I don't like you anymore because you got a little dirt on you. Oh, well, you just dropped the 3D print. So, since he's uh, busy doing something else, I'm going to drop the bomb that was the success at the show. Okay. No, I'll let you do it. All right, fine. So, like we were talking about, our booth is not great. Not great at all. I would say it's average. Okay, average. And uh, we were uh, driving in. Corey and I rode in together on on the uh, second day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> we're riding into the show and Corey looks at me and he's like, you know, it'd be pretty funny if, since we missed the award ceremony because there was an award ceremony that morning at breakfast at like eight was eight thirty eight thirty. Um, we're like, he's like, man, it'd be funny if we get there and there's a ribbon sitting on our booth because we won, you know, an award and we weren't there to get it. And I was like. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. We're we're never going to win an award. Never. Never going to win an award. So we get there. We get setting up and everything. And, uh, you know, there's no ribbon on our booth. So I was like, okay, you know, obviously we didn't win anything. So I'm going to the bathroom. And on my way through, a woman who works for the Sequoia show uh, or is a volunteer or whatever comes up to me and says, hey, is there somebody at your booth? And I said, yeah, my my partner's back at the booth. And, And she goes, okay, great. I've got something I have to drop off. And I'm like, because I was heading towards the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah. Like, hmm, so meanwhile, interesting. So I'm like thinking to myself while I'm taking a pee. I'm like, did did we win something? So meanwhile, while he's over there relieving himself, I'm at the booth getting it set up, and this woman approaches me approaches me with this red and silver ribbon with second place on it and a gift basket of goodies, and goes, congratulations. <laughs> you've got second place and my jaw just about hit the floor <laughs> and i just started looking around i'm like but bryson, Br- bryson? and here's the best part there was another booth that was beautifully crafted oh yeah it was i mean they had probably thousands of dollars into their booth i mean it yeah. was gorgeous they had trellises and curtains and yep. like it was gorgeous and it was a decor booth and it was beautiful and we noticed that they had gotten third place. Mm-hmm. And we were like, wow, good for them. That's the quality of booth that you need to get third place. <laughs> and, then and then we're over later, here we hanging up our place. second place ribbon <laughs> on our single backdrop <laughs> with our bungee cord 
uh, Matter Mill banner. And we didn't even have, we don't even have sides for our booth. We just nope. have a backdrop. Nope, no <laughs> sides, no nothing. Uh, actually, our booth kind of merged with the booth next to us because they had a little bit of a kickstand off the back of their display. So we wrapped around that. Yeah, we stole it. We stole their space. So a little extra 12 inches there. Yeah, I love stealing 12 extra inches, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but on top of the success of being noticed by the people that put on the show, it was also our best show yet. By double. Yeah. So if anyone who went to that show listens to this, which probably isn't going to happen, but if anyone on this podcast has checked out Matter Mill, bought anything, we really appreciate it. And our Etsy store is up and running, and that's been getting orders, so it feels pretty good to have this thing really start taking off, to the point where we have to buy three branches and have almost ten printers. Yeah. We almost ought to just buy one more. (laughs) Just to (laughs) round it out. Just to say we got the ten. Just to round it out. Yeah, but, and then on top of that, we got the resin printer going, which is something I've been trying to do on my own. And it was just some really simple little thing that really bugged me that I never did. Yep. But it was... It took bringing it to the shop to get your head head wrapped around it. When it's sitting at your house, it's less likely for you to work on it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this might not understand the level of what we're talking about here, that this is like a workspace for us now. It's not just Bryson's office slash the podcast studio. The storied history of this place. (laughs) I mean, it's never probably going to have this level of function and success ever. It's been pretty much anything. Yeah. Like, it's going through the twilight of its years. I can tell you the history of this room. Let's go through the historicity of the podcast. Let's talk about some of the horrible things, but also awesome things that have happened in this room in its history. Okay. So, here is the what I know about this room cuz as you know we've only owned this house for about 2 years. Mm-hmm. Um and as far as I know, here we go. So, when we were children, mm-hmm. this house was owned by people who ran a business out of it. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the kitchen area was a video store. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I think out here was at one point as well too. Hmm. So they ran a they ran a thing out of here. So I here's what I know. The I can't give you chronologies here, but I know there's various things that have happened here. So this was once a two stall garage. Yes. And when it was a two stall garage, it worked as a guy's body shop. Like okay. so he used it as a car shop. It was like a private thing, but he fixed a lot of his friends' cars and stuff, so it was like pretty busy. So there was that. And then it was used uh, by his son, I think, as a detail shop. So he would detail cars in here. All right. And then they sold the house. I think they're the, the next owners then put up this wall and made it into a single car garage. And then this room, sitting right where we are right now, was a hot tub. Nice. Yeah. So there was a hot tub right here for a while. Um, God only knows how many years. Again, I don't know the chronology here. God knows the mold hiding in here. Who knows? Yeah, probably all kinds. So they had a hot tub in here. And then when the hot tub left, this became like a computer space back in, I think, like the 90s. So that's why there's 10,000 plugs. Computer space? Yeah, like uh, a person who was a computer hobbyist back in the day when computers were pretty new. Oh, wow. And you needed like... 
a bazillion plugs to yes. plug everything in, and nobody had surge protectors because they were $75. Hmm. Um, that's why there's a million plugs. Um, and then it, when the last people who owned the house before us had it, it was a, they used it as a mud room, which is like the worst role this room has ever had. And they had rabbits out here. Wow. That's a very sad fall from grace for the room there. Yes. So, but here's the good news. After the rabbits left, I came. Yes. And when I arrived, I laid down a lovely vinyl flooring lovely is a word well it was lovely when i first put it down but it has seen some shit since then (laughs) it has gone through a reckoning well oh well uh so i put down a nice vinyl floor to finish it off and uh, i stained the ceiling Mm -hmm. so that made a huge difference so it's got a wood ceiling in here i stained it up nice yes and uh, i put new lights in new fan get it all nice nice right and i painted the walls a beautiful deep gray Deep gray. It's actually called okay. It's it actually has a name, and I picked it specifically for its name. Of course, because you know a, a man does what a man does. A man has to, and you're gonna appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> the name of the color in this room is intellectual gray. I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> so I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, I like that gray. And I saw the name of it, and I was like, it's called Intellectual Gray. It's a winner. <laughs> I'm an intellectual. Therefore, it must be that my walls must also be intellectual. So when I when I moved in, I put my computer setup in here, which at the time was a desktop and a gaming sort of setup. And I put a little heater out here, and I put my little lamp out here. And then you bought me a drinks globe. It's not a real drinks globe. It's a It's a... Uh, it's a decanter. real decanter. It's, it's a decanter. decanter. Yeah. When I say drinks globe, oh, I, yeah. I want the like, drinks within it. Yes, yeah. that's what I, I got you a some, decanter that's someday, in the shape of a globe. Someday I'll get me a drinks globe. But yeah. for now, I have a globe shaped decanter, which is quite honestly pretty sweet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had my cigars out here and stuff, and this was my man room. Yeah. You know? For a while, it was a man room. And then it evolved into my, my like, um, workshop type of thing where I'd come out here and do stuff a little bit. And then it became a podcast studio. Yes. And then it became not a podcast studio because we stopped doing the podcast for a while. Indeed. And then it became my little workshop again uh, into the fact I got one 3D printer. Yes. And started playing with that. And then it's from then <laughs> became a it podcast. It was a giant. Stu- it was a small snowball that rolled downhill to cause an avalanche of Many, many more 3D printers. Yes. I mean, I feel like I may have fallen on a slippery slope that I can't get back to the top of again. Yes. But that's okay. I don't mind. Um, So now it went back to being a podcast studio and a workshop. Yes. And then now both have snowballed. So we're doing the podcast. We haven't stopped. And we're never going to stop. Can't stop, won't stop. And uh, now it's gone from a workshop to like a full-fledged manufacturing facility. <laughs> so that's a pretty crazy story of this, the history of this room, uh, much <laughs> it, of which I didn't even know. It's about. gone from a body shop to a hot tub lounge to a factory. <laughs> yes, and at one point rabbits were doing the do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, the, the people that we bought this house from, nice people. A little weird. I think they might have been eating the rabbits. I mean... That is a thing. Oh, it is. It is. It totally is. I think they were eating the rabbits. Yikes. (laughs) 
So let's talk a bit, little bits about the stuff that's kind of weird with this room. Like the fact that uh, it was off-gassing fuel fumes into the room, into the wall. Yeah, it was. Right next to right, the right circuit here. breaker. Literally right here. Yeah. So when we first moved in, we had no idea. We moved in. There was a, a fuel oil furnace. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to have our fuel oil filled because winter was coming. Stark style. Yeah. And... um. We call up the fuel company. They come out and do an inspection, which is pretty standard. And uh, he was like, yeah, uh, we're not going to deliver fuel for you. And I'm like, "Um, (laughs) can I ask you why? And he was like, yeah. uh, So you see this this little spot where you got your fuel filler, right? Because I have a little – there's a little door out in front of my office wall here, a workshop wall, whatever, manufacturing facility wall. Where the fuel filler is, right? And whatever, it's cool. Um, he goes, yeah, that's, that's awesome, except for the fact that there's one missing. And I'm like, huh? Because I didn't know nothing about this stuff. No. Um, at the time, because this, this was my first house, you know, so this is all new information to me. And he, he goes, yeah, there's supposed to be two pipes when you have fuel oil. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so, so where's the other pipe, you think? And he was like, uh, yeah, about that. Um, it's in your wall. Yep. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> so the the idea is that when they feel when they fill the fuel, the extra pipe allows for the gas that's in the tank to come out. So if you're putting, you know, you're filling this big, huge, whatever, 500 gallon tank with oil, the air that's in there has to go somewhere. Right. Yes. So they put the they put these tubes in here to vent that gas to the outside when they fill it, which makes perfect sense right well mine when you fill it vented into my room well into the wall into the wall next to the circuit breaker which is also next to the stove and the dishwasher and all kinds of stuff i can't help but think that whenever they got fuel oil delivered it must have smelled so horrible for a while yeah i gotta admit you think about it that's 500 like whatever i mean it's a 350 gallon tank so say you had 50 gallons left that's 300 gallons of air Pumping into your house. Ah. Yikes. That's a recipe for disasters. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, needless to say, that had to go. Yeah. So, we actually cut that off at the at the bottom there. And now that we're not filling the tank, it's not really an issue. Because if yeah. there's a little bit of air that seeps off, it's not like a big deal. But So, I still have the tank in the basement. It still has a little bit of fuel in it. But it is what it is. Yeah. But as long as we don't fill it, which I'm not gonna should be fine but so i that that was an interesting time you know i just bought a new house and i move in and find out that i got to spend like five grand yeah but then you did get you know a nice propane uh furnace out of it yeah i mean not that it got it for free but you had to pay for certainly it, but... not for free <laughs> but yeah it was a, an upgrade I, I do have a nice new propane setup and we've only bored all of everyone to death now with our talk of propane and propane accessories <laughs> i sell propane and propane accessories that's definitely not the accent. No. It's been was... too long since I watched King of the Hill. I sell propane and propane accessories. Piggy. No, that's, that's not too it. Piggy. That's Talk... it. That's a little bit closer. That is closer. Piggy. Ah. Ah, you just about got I it. I sell propane. Nope, nope. I can't do it now. Damn it, Bobby. There you go. <laughs> that's that. I mean, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> I need a tap and die in some WD-40. No, you, you can't. I, we, lost we, it. I don't think we has it. Damn it, Bobby! <laughs> I could do that all the <laughs> time. <laughs> that, that, it's like the 
<laughs> That's what you need. Talk about that dang old NASCAR man. We go down there. Come on, Boom Howard. Boom Howard is the is the real MVP. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yep. Dale though. Dale. Dale. Yeah. Oh, Bill. Bill. Yeah, Dale, Bill, Boomhauer, and Hank. That's it. Man, how do I remember that? I don't know. So, like, that was, like, the original, other than The Simpsons, like... No, that ain't it. I transitioned. Something like that. Yep, that's it. Wow. Okay. Now we've gone. We've gone way too far there. We've gone too far down the rabbit hole, buddy. We need to climb back out. All right. How about litter canies? Why are we going to talk about letter candy on the podcast, bud? Well, I think that's a little bit because we've been appreciating it. We've been appreciates. That's what I appreciate yeah. about letter candy. Yeah, is that what you appreciate about it? Uh, I think you take about 10 or 20% off of there. All right. So, Letter Kenny. Good, and you? It's a show. Not so bad. That uh, it was Canadian on Canadian Airwaves for a while. Actually, since I think 2016, I looked it up. Wow. Really did the research for the podcast, I see. Yeah. I um, seize it. It's weird because they have seven episodes. Seven seasons. Yeah, they do have seven seasons. So they must release it more than, you know, once a year. They have seven seasons. Potentially. I don't know. But it is a glorious show on Hulu that you should check out. <laughs> it's pretty glorious. However, you're going to start talking funnies and pisses off some people. You might find that you tends to adopt some of the ways they talk about stuff. You know, you, you bring on the lingo, they might say. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one of us to start talking like uh, McMurray. <laughs> That'd be a great podcast, right? I'll be like, I'll be like, Hey, Cora, how are you doing? No, how do you do? That's a bad thing. The trick is with that one, you can't move your mouth. Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta just talk move the teeth. You gotta talk, like this. talk about it. Hi, good you doing? How you doing? Good, good. Wayne, 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 Wayne how, how you doing? doing? Hey, hi. Good, Cora, how you wow, doing? this is Cora, taking a turn. <laughs> Think about like if Beavis and Butthead couldn't move anything in the, any muscle in their mouth. That's how McMurray sounds. Pretty much. Not so bad, thanks, eh? <laughs> bruh. Gotta get some skate times, bruh. <laughs> Ferda. I don't even know what that means. But it's, uh... We gotta get this guy a puppers. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta get this guy a puppers. You gotta get some puppers. But, yeah. He a- likes Gus and Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Tone it down there. About 20, 25%. All right. Time to change the subject again, I why? think. Why? I, I, you know, we can talk a little bit about why we like it. It's All just right. funny. You know, I think it's, uh, each episode's got its own thing. It's uh, true. You know, it's pretty good. And, and I think that's and pretty I think, much... <laughs> I think the reason why we like it is because don't we all just hate DJs from upcountry? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them skids, though. I that just, skid music. I just hate those g- goddamn, the, them GDG gens <laughs> from up upcountry, man. Yeah. I just hate them. And that's what I appreciate it's about, too. You fancy a scrap? I fancy a scrap. All right, let's have a scrap. No one's going to understand that. Yeah, if you <laughs> heard the water bottle in the background, <laughs> you'll have to watch Letter Kenny to understand the grab the drink, tip it up without moving your face, <laughs> and tipping it down. But it's, uh, it's a great, then you great gotta, show. Then you got to pull the pack of cigarettes out of your mouth, light the cigarette as you're walking towards the fight, take two drags, flick it, and then start the fight. Yes. That's the way she goes to Letter Kenny's. I gotta get. I gotta get mine in. <laughs> you go too far. You go straight out. 
But I think the acting is pretty good. They must have that accent already, because that's got to be really hard to keep that accent. I don't know, man. I think he's just a good actor. That, maybe that. But So that's, I think, all we're going to get out of Letterkenny. Yeah, I think we've pretty much exhausted Letterkenny. When you're like, we should talk about the philosophy of why we like Letterkenny. And then you're like, it's because I like it. <laughs> I, realized, I realized after I says it that I'm like, hmm, maybe this isn't the best idea. I, I think that the reason you like it is because it's stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is just nonsense abroad all over that. There's just nonsense abroad. You're trying to talk all Canadian about it. About it. You know, the, uh, I can't remember the names of the province now. <laughs> Quebec. Quebec. Gotta love that. Great, Great fishing, fishing in Quebec. Quebec. <laughs> I love Quebec. I hate I hate Quebec. I hate Quebec. <laughs> I love Quebec. Great fishing in Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta stop, man. Yeah, no do. one's gonna listen. There, everyone's tuned out. It's bad news. You're over here playing with this benchy. I'm gonna take it away from Why, you because you're making noises. It's the 3D benchy. We're not gonna get into the 3D rabbit hole either. No, we've been down that rabbit hole once too many times. I think so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we had another show that went pretty good, and then now we got our last show in New York Meals. New York Meals. New York Meals, and the thing with about that show. Is we're terrified of it. Yes. That's what's... <laughs> well, I mean, we've got one more show this season. We can't say whether or not we're going to be taking orders for before Christmas. No, we haven't decided yet. we got to talk about it tomorrow. However, this episode's also going to come out tomorrow because we've been so busy we haven't pre-recorded anything. Yeah, so we're like in a real rabbit hole here. Yeah, but what's nice for you listeners is if you have not yet made it to a show with Mattermill and the boys from the podcast... Which, I mean, I can't blame you for not coming, let's be honest. You can come out this Saturday and Sunday to see us at the shows. This is really bad. I'm going to the take, letter. <laughs> I'm gonna need to take it back about 15 or 20% there. All right. All right, good. Yeah, we'll be there. Saturday, Sunday, New York Mills, December, what's, 7th and 8th. Yep, and we got stuff on our Etsy, so... Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Mattermill3d.com. No. Yes. Yes. S-E I mean, that com is slash Mattermill3d. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's Mattermill3d.com and then click shop or Mattermill3d.etsy.com. You can, t- you can, you can take your pick or pick your take or whatever you want to go. But, uh, according to my analytics, about 90% of people go to Mattermill3d.com and click shop. It makes sense. Uh, I don't think we're quite yet established with enough there for people to really uh, be like, oh, look, would you look at that? Because some of these, I mean, maybe not in the Lithuanian world, but some of those shops have like hundreds of sales. Yeah. Yeah. Which we don't. No. We had three right now, which is more than we had earlier today. I didn't tell you we got another Etsy sale. Yeah, you did. Oh, you said they ordered two nightlights. Oh, yeah. We got two, two nightlight order. Which reminds me, I got to talk about to you about the nightlights. You do? I do. Are we about to get another order? Possibly. Oh my god. Don't let me forget. Oh, We're geez. gonna forget. Because the last time I said don't forget something, we forgot. We immediately proceeded to forget, actually. So, uh, when we were in there talking with the wife, we were talking about something. Do you remember what that was? No, I forgot. We got some problems. So I was looking up, and I don't know if this is podcast material or not, but we're gonna dive in. And you can give it the Nick's. And uh, the soft pause, if it were. Okay, I'm going to guarantee you that I'm not going to do it unless it's horrible. So I was looking up natural supplements for memory and stuff like that and focus. 
because man, it feels like lately my mind is just goopy and nothing sticking in there. You don't need supplements, bud. Well, I mean, there's a lot we need other than supplements. You need some brain food, bud. That's what I need to. Yeah, well, we I need mean, to stop eating grease. Grease doesn't fuel the brain. That's true. We need some omega threes. Yes. <laughs> we need. But we some- also just like so. Hey, this is a great topic. Supplements and supplementary accessories such as that really should be like the fine tuning of when you're already super healthy. And it's like, I think the other thing about supplements is that they're very unregulated and 90% of them are basically do nothings. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I would say that there are a lot of good ones, but if you go to certain places, which we're not going to bash bash anybody, like CNG or something like yeah, that, yeah, definitely doesn't right doesn't doesn't have a very similar acronym to DNC. No, if you go in there and get some of the stuff that they're pushing, probably not as good as just the simple like, you want omega three fatty acid. Here, you just take this and it has just that in it. Yeah. No, they're going to try and be like, well, this one's got this, 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 and this, and everything you could need in just one pill. No. Yeah, multivitamins are no go. No. Don't bother. They don't do anything for you. No. It's been studied over and over again. Yeah. But supplements are really that extra little tweaking that you get at the end of the fitness rainbow or the health rainbow where you're like, okay, maybe you don't eat fatty fish. Let's so, throw some fish oil in let's there. Let's throw some fish oil in there. Or, hey, you know, we've been looking at your diet and you don't regularly eat this, this, or that, and you could probably use some of this vitamin. So let's throw that in there. However, vitamins really aren't going to be the thing where it's like, wow, this is all you need. Don't worry about changing nothing else. I'm just waiting for the day when there's a magic pill that just turns my metabolism on. That'd be sweet. Has our metabolism ever been on, do you think? I think mine was moderately, like, coaxed when I was working out, but I never felt like it was truly on. Unfortunately, I think that people underestimate the role of genetics in, in obesity, and I definitely have the genetics for obesity. Yes. And I think you do, too. Yes. And uh, it makes it more of a struggle, because I know plenty of people who eat way worse than we do and are thin as whatever. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's true. But... It it's just a roll of the dice. We oh, got yeah. we got decent minds and shitty bodies. <laughs> <laughs> we got a decent mind wrapped up in a shitty shell that's called our skin and organs. Is that what you call it? Skin and organs. I was <laughs> you trying don't refer to, come to up, you don't refer to it as your body at all. No, I you was trying want, to come up with something like, clever. No big deal. Our guys, skin suit. I'll be right back. I'm I gotta go take a shower and clean off my skin and organs. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's a. Uh, it's a brain wrapped in a meat suit. Yes. That's all it is, with some bone missing. We just got a little extra meat in our meat suit. <laughs> yeah, just a little extra gonna kill you much faster than others, though. Yeah, well, you'll have a little bit of that. Yeah, so um, that's definitely right. Genetics is a huge part of it, but I think, I don't know, you see that Facebook ad where it's like, take this and it's gonna just melt the fat. Look at this person. They were huge, and now look at them and they're small and it's not even the same person and it's not even from the same shows and they're just cutting clips together. And I'm like, I feel bad for people that fall for that because they're at the point that Wait, they're... those don't work? Sorry, bro. My illusion. Yeah. I feel really bad for people that do stuff like that because I understand that desperation because mm-hmm, sure. we were talking about how like I actually enjoy working out. I actually enjoy eating and I enjoy cooking. 
I just will wish that I didn't feel like crap all the time so I could actually feel like doing those things. Yeah. And that's all it is for me. Uh, I don't want to go out, and that's why I'm looking at the supplements, which, again, I'm not saying that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a list together and go to my doctor, which is what everybody should do, and be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, this, and this. What do you think? Yeah, you say that like everyone has a doctor. What, am I supposed to be some kind of millionaire? No. I don't have a doctor. You should have a doctor. A lot of, uh, a lot... (laughs) Yeah, a lot of uh, health plans now fully cover well visits. By Actually, the way. they have to. Yeah. So, you should get yourself a doctor. It's legally mandated. So, if I go in there and I'm like, listen, I'm looking at these supplements and this is what I'm trying to do. Because I just want to wake up in the morning and not feel like, oh God, I just want to go back to bed. Yeah, I have a, I have a supplement for that. It's called Monster Energy Drinks. <laughs> for shame. I will say that uh, I put a humidifier in my room and that has been a huge help. I have a humidifier. I don't run it necessarily because you got to be careful nah. not to over humidify. So my thing is I don't have an issue with that. One, I could set what the humidity would be in the room. Yeah, I'm just saying don't over humidify for the reasons of mold. Yes, but also anything over 65% is like mold heaven. Here's the thing. All right. You ready for this? Uh-huh. I have a heater that is older than both of us. Yeah. All right. Maybe both of us combined. Well, as long as it's maintaining a level of humidity that's acceptable. Yeah. So just just listen. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm I all have ears. this old heater that my uncle explained to me a little bit how it works. And it's made that when it basically fluctuates, it has to get to like, it's not as fine of a dial as a typical heater is where it's like, okay, I'm going to set it at 75. And if it drops to 73, it's kicking up, which who's setting there? freaking thermostat to that but that's just the number i said my house is at 70 we gotta talk about that too however so if i set it at 70 and i put a like a uh thermometer or whatever in your room it would probably get to 68 69 before it kicks on maybe even just 69 or maybe even just 70 no uh i have a i has a nest yeah and it uh, it's super intelligent about when it kicks on. It actually yeah. has an equation for that, depending on how cold it is outside. Yeah. So my thing is, so, it gets to like 65. It goes and heats the room up to 75. Right. And then it just lets it trickle down and repeat. So when it kicks the air on, or the heat, it is the hottest heat, hot air that you could ever imagine. <laughs> and it's so dry, my lips chap instantly. <laughs> And the exhaust comes out right at my face on my bed. So, to counteract that, I use the humidifier. Yeah, okay. Do you have a hygrometer in your house? No. You want one? I got one you can borrow to just Perhaps. monitor things. Um, It does have all the stuff where it tells you what it is in the room and all that stuff built into the thing. It was a really nice... Uh, oh, is that the one, one your mom yeah. had at your, at your grandma's? Yeah, so she bought me one as like a gift. Oh, dude, that's a sick one. Yeah. But here's the thing. We'll take a quick segue because I actually watched one of those how-to videos and it learned me lots. (laughs) So it was about how to defrost your window the fastest in the winter. What settings you want to do it and why. So if you want to defrost your window. You're talking car window? Yes. Very fast in the winter. You turn it on defrost. 
you do not circulate the air in the car and you turn on the AC, blast full heat and full fan. And this is why. I actually already do this. And for the record, most cars, just so you know, I'm uh-huh. just throwing this into your story. Most cars, including your new car, automatically turn the AC on as soon as you turn it on defrost. Do you know why? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to dig into why. Okay. You can go ahead. I do know why, but okay. I, for the sake of the people. Yes. For the sake of the people. So AC brings air in from the outside and brings it into the car. Well, that's not actually true. That's what it's for. So AC doesn't do that. That's re- that's actually not true because AC you can have with recycled air on during the summertime when you have max AC on. It doesn't use outside air. So you're wrong, but go on. No, that's what it is. No, AC doesn't do that. AC is actually you're just... wrong. No, AC, bro. Trust me when I say, tell we'll you We'll have this. to look it up after the podcast. I'm not going to look it up because I, well, I will, but I know I'm right because the button that says a little circulate air button mm-hmm. on it. That's recycled air, and when you have max AC on in the car, you push that button, that circulates the already cold air in the car and continues to run it through the AC system and makes it colder. What AC does is it runs air over a condenser unit. We'll talk about it. But AC brings in air from the outside, which is colder, and, or a different part of the car, which is colder, whatever. We'll look it up later. However... The AC brings in cold air, and cold air holds less moisture than warm air. So, you want to get the warm air out and the cold air in. So, that's why cracking your window to get the hot air out is a good idea, because that takes the moisture in the hot air out with it. So, by turning the AC on, heat up all the way, and doing it full blast, you're getting the cold air in that has a low moisture content. Heating it up, but there's no moisture in it, and it's defrosting the window. Okay, allow me to get a little scientific on you here. Mm-hmm. So you're partly right. You have the concept. Let's see what you say. You have the con- you have the concepts correct. Mm-hmm. So hot air can hold more 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 moisture than cold air yeah. by volume. Mm-hmm. That's just a phys- physics fact. Yeah. But in a car system, most cars today are automatically made to do this. So if you have recycled air on, but you turn it on defrost like turn your dial over to all the way to defrost, it will turn recycled air off. It'll automatically, you, you can't run, at least in both of the cars I have sitting in the driveway, you cannot run defrost with recycled air on so for the exact reason, right. for the exact, well, but that's, what you're saying does something doesn't. So when you have AC, it doesn't bring air from outside. It's whether you have it on recycled air or not, because you can run the AC system without outside air. Mm-hmm. But what you what does happen is yes, if you turn defrost on, your car is automatically going to bring outside air in, period. Mm. And new cars will also turn the AC on. And the reason why you want to run the AC condenser is because that also attracts moisture. Okay, so, so I may have re- listened to it once. So I knew something brought air in from the outside. Yes. So I could. I will admit, I could be wrong. Y- you are wrong, but that's okay. Uh, but you well, have, look. Your concepts are completely correct. Yes. So you're, you're, it's not even that you're bringing in cold air from outside. What you're doing is you're not using the high-density, hot, moist air. That's what that's I was in saying. You're getting the hot air with the yes, moisture you, you're, out. You're releasing you're the hot out. air that has the more moisture in it while trying to bring in some of the air from outside while running it through the AC system brings even more moisture out of it. Yeah. So like during the summer... Uh, if you have uh, an AC system, 
they evaporate air, when they actually have evaporators in them, and the, that attracts moisture out of the air. So you act, that's why during the summertime, if you have an AC in your house, it also controls the humidity. Mm-hmm. So if you come, if it's a hundred percent humidity outside, and you have a central air in your house, it's going to be like 50 percent humidity because AC systems help maintain humidity. So the combination of using outside air and the AC system at the same time is very efficient at removing moisture yes. from your car. So, but you, so your theories so yeah, are a hundred percent. And I may have mixed up the AC and the recycled air thing, which I admit, because again, okay. I don't know that much it's about cars. All good, mate. I have the science on my side. The car is not so much. <laughs> yes, you were in theory. You were one hundred percent correct. In practice, you're eighty yeah. percent. But that's okay. But here's how I know it works. Because you did it. <laughs> I am in my room. And the humidifier is running and it's six in the morning and the dog wants to go out and it's like 10 or 20 out. Yep. I open the door. That cold air comes rushing in. I just watch the humidity on that thing drop drop like a rock. Yeah. And here's the other interesting fact about humidity in general for the wintertime. So I do have humidifiers and I do run them during the wintertime. And the reason why I do that is because furnaces in general create dry air period yeah so like right now i think my house is running about 40 percent humidity because i monitor that mm. um and uh if it drops below like 35 percent, i'll start running the humidifiers because for a couple reasons i mean i have some solid wood furniture and you really don't want your house too dry for solid wood because it'll mm. shrink everything and it'll actually can crack the joints yeah. open and stuff but <clears throat> aside from that humidity actually makes your house significantly easier to heat too yeah. So a lot of people don't realize how much of a factor that plays. Um, I, I read a study once, and I don't have one. I I wish I did. Um, where whole house humid de- or so sorry whole house humidity control units they they're usually like twelve hundred dollars to two thousand dollars to have them installed. They they both take humidity out and add humidity in when necessary. Um, during the winter time when you're heating your house, the furnace just strips your air of moisture yeah. and. Um, it actually makes you feel colder because moisture in the air makes you feel warmer. Think summertime. If it's 80 degrees and 100% humidity, it's way warmer feeling than 80% zero humidity. Yeah. Um, so during the wintertime, it's actually advantageous of you to add moisture to the air. You want to get to like 50 to 60%. You don't generally want to go above 60 because that's where mold can start to grow. But when you're above that, it actually makes your heat feel warmer. Yeah. So you don't have to keep your house as warm temperature wise and you can actually save money there you go so that was a lot of science which is good but i also want to talk about something else you keep your house at 70 i do i'm gonna try and my own choice i'm gonna try and convince you to help well maybe not convince you but help you convince your wife as to why that's not a good idea all right i wish that you could convince her because i've tried let's hear it so And I'm not going to go into the science because I haven't looked into it in a while. But it's been scientifically proven that by reducing the heat in your house to... I keep mine at 63 to 65 at night. So a lot lower than I'm used to growing up. At night we're at 65 for the record. So that's pretty good. So you might not get as much out of it as somebody that's used to doing like 70 to 72. But sleeping in that kind of warmth is actually not healthy for you at all. Yeah, so we don't. Um, no. uh, our thermostat is all programmed, so 
Um, anytime it's after 10 o'clock p.m., the furnace is at 65. If we're not here, it's at 60. Mm-hmm. And when we're home and it's during like normal waking hours, it's uh, 60. It's it's depending on the time of day. So in the very early morning, I have it at 68. So like yeah. when we're getting ready in the morning, it's not quite as warm. But when we're home at night, it's 70. Yeah. So um, I can actually attest to the effects of both the humidifier and the reducing the heat. Yeah. So I was in the summer getting just killed like i'd wake up and i always felt like crap headaches all this stuff and i didn't know why you were just dry as hell and a guy goes listen you have to sleep in a colder room try and get as close to 60 as you can bear and uh i don't wear too much when i'm sleeping and i'm gonna go at that and i'm like well it's not really i'm just gonna cover up more and he goes it doesn't matter trust me he's right i did it for a night a night I woke up feeling pretty good. Think about it. For all of human history, we've not had heating, really. Yeah, and so... And even even for the longest time where we had housing and shelter, where we were using wood for for heat mm-hmm. or oil, there was never heat in every room. So the thing know? is that I don't know if... I think it has something to do with at night we run naturally a little bit hotter. Oh, I definitely do. Because I sweat my balls yeah. off if it's seventy degrees. Yeah, so I think you run naturally hotter at night. Um, you're trying to get in. There's just we could go on and on about it. I wish I had all the science to kind yeah. of throw some knowledge at you, but I'm gonna say this: any of our listeners, it's just one night. If you have to get an extra blanket or two, that's fine. Drop the temperature down to give like it a shot. Yeah, as low sixties as you can. Sixty five is as low as I can get my wife to allow. Yeah, but if you can get to like sixty two, sixty three, do it. And I guarantee you that if you have any problems where you wake up and you feel stuffy or anything like that, that's pretty much going to go and away. My wife had this a lot. She used to get have terrible sinus issues all yep. the time and all this stuff. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that her parents used wood heat. Yeah. Because wood heat is insanely dry. Yes. Even compared to basically anything else. Yeah. And on top of that, I, I have the same thing. And I still fight it's, it. It's because hot. It's, it's a hard battle for me because of just the technology and stuff I'm working with is pretty yeah. rough. But, uh, Can't you replace the thermostat? I did. But just how the heater controls itself is pretty rough. So... You can bypass all that stuff if you get like a, a thermostat that does that. Maybe. Like if you hook it up right, I'm pretty sure you can. You may have to change out the main board on the furnace or something though to do it. And I don't know if that might not be worth. Yeah. So um, I was getting the sinus issues back um, because I went pretty much all summer. It's tough because I have the air conditioner in the living room. I so, have one blowing right next, like, yeah. not on me because I know that's bad. Yeah. But, like, next to me, so I don't get hit directly by any air, but the whole room is, during the summer, I keep my bedroom at, like, 67 at yeah. night. I wish mine was that cold. Some nights it was, some nights it wasn't. But, uh, I it, a remarkable difference. So, I was getting it back again, and I just remember, like, I have that amazing humidifier. I need to bring that in. And, like... It was like 27 humidity or something. 
in there. It was so super it does low. Mo- it does monitor. So yeah, that's awesome. So I so you probably it. don't need. Well, although do you have like a, a thermometer in your house too to monitor what the temperature is so you can actually see what the swings no, are? No, I have to get that, dude. Do you want to borrow one until you buy one? I have like I three. Probably will, but that has killed it. So the other thing I want to do is I want to get a diffuser, and this is where it gets a little bit to the maybe folksy remedy thing. But, yeah, you're uh, about to talk about essential oils, and yeah. I'm about to drift off into space. Yeah, all I'm going to say is the same guy that told me about the cool room, he uses a diffuser and lavender essential oils, and this is literally what he said. He goes, yeah, I started adding this to my night routine because he's very regimented. Like, he does the same thing every night. And he goes, you know, I add it to it, and he goes, I don't know, it could be bullshit. All I know is that I do it, and I feel good. And hey, to be honest, if even it's a placebo, effect. placebo effects are still yeah. effects. So and it's incredible because <laughs> he like admittedly thinks, yeah, it could be bullshit. But well, actually, so there have been studies done on lavender mm-hmm. and lavender. The scent of lavender does actually trigger the production of melatonin. Yes, I've seen some of that stuff. So I'm going to try it out. I don't I have know why. It. We I'm, actually use lavender like for our bed sheets and stuff. So like, yeah. whenever we clean our bed sheets, we do the lavender like um like the, what are they, the scent boosters or whatever, so that mm-hmm. our sheets smell like lavender for like a month. Yeah. Which I think is pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> I have to change my sheets like once a week because the dog just gets them filthy. Get some lavender scent boosters, man. Yeah. Same idea. It'll help. Yeah. But, so that's the next step so in my That's one of the least bullshit yeah. essential oils oh, that yeah. I could see. But there are so many claims of essential oils being like... Man, you can just pop this diffuser on and you can cure your cancer, buddy. Yeah. I I do believe that some of the folk remedies and stuff that have been done for years and years are real. I mean, some of that stuff can actually work. Yeah, some. But, like, some of the stuff, just no. Yeah. Or, like, it could have a beneficial effect. And some stuff that they did for years they found out, in, like, is really, really horrible for you. Exactly. Like, uh... When they were doing, um, what was it, radium? Yeah. The radium craze in France, where yeah. there are now places in France that you still can't go? Yep. You talked about that on the podcast. I think I did. That, that yeah. shocked me. Kind of, And then we got into Chernobyl, <laughs> and how there's a room in Chernobyl where they took the clothes off the firefighters, and it's like, you can't go in there for a second or you die, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> Scary stuff. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I think that's the next thing I'm going to add to my routine that I confident i can do without a problem and i just have to schedule a well visit with my doctor and be like listen i know i can get back down to the way i want to i know how to do it i've done it before yeah i just need that little i'm very much against medicine of any kind yeah if not necessary like sure. um because if nobody if somebody listening isn't a fat guy and they talk about it. Doctors have in the past prescribed medication that's for certain things. Uh, and it helps people lose weight because it makes them one not want not want to eat. And how it typically does that is it causes mild nausea. So people just are like, no, I don't want to eat. And I'm like, I don't want to put up with that. I mean, I might consider that. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd have to talk to your doctor. <laughs> to be honest with you, man, um, like the, I don't know, the whole thing is tough for me. Yeah. And I wonder, I've wondered for a long time if I might have thyroid issues too. You really just need to go um, see a doctor. Because my mom had thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the last uh, two months, three months, I've had this lump in my throat. Oh boy. 
So we're going to stop that right here. All I'm going to say is you really need to go to a doctor. Just Probably in general. True. Probably. Um, I need to go to a doctor. Everybody should See, go do the, the one thing, yearly man. checkup. And I know we're, we're, this podcast is going to be really long, but the big problem I have with doctors is nothing to do with my health or anything like that. My big problem with doctors is they're very dis- – they've always in my past have always been very dismissive because I'm overweight. So if ever I go to a doctor, I'm like, man, I've got this thing that's going on, you know, this discomfort here or this, that, there. Mm-hmm. Every time it's been, well, buddy, you're just fat as fuck. Yeah, I've I've experienced that. So I actually went to a doctor and asked a doctor and I'm like, listen, you don't give me any of that bullshit. I mean, yeah, he's like, listen, this guy uh, would go. You know, that it, that's probably because you're just fat, but here's how you can help it. You know, it's not, oh, you're okay, sugarcoating it, because well, that's not I what I, I want. I don't get that either. I don't want that. What I want is you to take me seriously. Yeah. So, so I found a doctor that does that. I just stopped bothering. That. Like, I just stopped going because every time I felt like I had something wrong with me, I'd get dismissed. There was only one time that I actually got, um, went to a doctor and they actually took me seriously and I went through with everything. Which was when I had heart palpitations yeah. a while back, and it turned out that it was related to my energy drink consumption because yeah. I was drinking like three or four a day. Yeah, it's horrible. And um, at the end of the day, I was having legitimate heart palpitations. They saw them on the EKG and everything, and that was nice because I finally felt validated for once because I felt my heart was skipping beats, yeah. and that was scary as hell. Like I'd just be sitting there, it's like. My heart just stopped for a second there, buddy. <laughs> and I went to the doctor. I went to the emergency room, actually. Yeah. And they saw it. Yeah. Like, they actually saw it happen. They recorded it and then sent me to a cardiologist. So, I mean. Yeah, I just, my thing is I want to get the big ones, like my the heart, diabetes, all that I, stuff looked at. I did just have a blood test, full blood work yeah. done. So, that helps. Yeah. And but guess what? I just want to get. I still get... don't have diabetes. Yeah. Another year I've dodged it. Yeah. So, I want to get, if there's anything that is bad that I have to address that, you know, I'm willing to deal with the medicine for a while, but I never want to be on it full time. And I know anything that I may have or anything that's causing the issues I'm experiencing it's comes because I'm overweight, but I just need that extra help to be like, okay, this is how we can make it. So when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like crap. Like I wondered if maybe I had some kind of allergies or something, you know, or if, you know, cause my head's been a mess for a long time with that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that, uh, I think that's pretty much going to be, yeah, we episode. could talk about this crap for a long time. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about it the next time. Probably not. Cause we're going to forget all about it. Like we forget about everything else. Yep. But, uh, I think that's it for now. So we see you later. See you later. Pitter patter. Let's get at her.
Selling stuff at the boots at the other... Selling boots? <laughs> at the other day. <laughs> selling crafts at the... Be- selling crafts at the booth at the spares the other day. 